Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On today's show, we are questioning Mr. Klopp, we are bewildered by David Moyers, and we are wondering where are the Chelsea signings? Hello once again, we are back with another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. Lee, did you notice the slight difference in that intro? Yeah, you didn't mention anything about bears, for starters. Well, that wasn't it, but yeah. Um, no bears today. The bears are gone. We, 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 are, we are bear free from now on. So, so what is it I'm uh, missing? I, I, I used to say hello everyone and welcome back. I didn't say that. I said something else, which I now can't remember. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. eyes on the prize, Lee, eh? Eyes on the prize. Always Ears to the ground. To, no, to be honest, I only picked up the fact there was no bears mentioned. That's fine. Well, that's, the thing, that's the first thing, isn't it? You're just waiting for him to come in with his little bears quiz. So essentially what you're saying is that my catchphrase is not actually really a catchphrase at all. You know, every, every, every podcast host has an intro, a thing, yeah? And mine apparently doesn't mean anything to you people, well, even though you've listened, even though what, what are you on, like, episode 60-something now? Okay, so why, why change it for this episode? Because I wanted to see if you were listening. <laughs> well, failed then. Evidently not. Yeah? Thanks, Lee. Thanks. How was your weekend, man? Uh, yes, yes, all good. On a football front, my team didn't play, so that was... Good. Quite welcome, <laughs> welcome him. After, obviously, recapping to last week when we were doing the pod, and uh, I was all gleeful as Everton were 2-0 up, uh, with Moise King getting his first goal for the club. Uh, put my phone down, you know, wrapped up the pod and everything, and uh, went back to my phone, and all I got was a couple of messages going, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, oh, shit. And then I had a look, and obviously... Lo and behold, they've scored two goals in literally two minutes. So, yes, good good start for, for the week commencing from the pod. Uh, and, yeah, a good weekend playing a lot of Call of Duty. Playing a lot of Call of Duty. Call of Duty, yeah. It's 2006. <laughs> they won their video game back. Yeah, I can confirm, though, it's very good. Yeah, sad week, uh, sad end to the weekend, though, wasn't it? It was horrific, to be honest with you. I think um, we'll, we'll ask you how your weekend was in a second, which because I know that this is probably something that you want to cover off a little bit. Um, uh, but much like you, when we talked about it, um, 
You used the line, it left you cold. Yeah, man. That's exactly how I felt, mate. It was horrible. How was your weekend? Um, it was good up to about Sunday at nine o'clock. Um, you know, I had a quite busy weekend, all in all. Um, was Watched The Irishman, got around to finally watching that. Oh, you, you, you cleared a week. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, yeah. I had a, we, uh, we basically got on with kind of sorting the house out a bit. Um, not that anyone's interested, but we're, we're looking at moving to a new house. Where are you? In, in South Essex still, don't worry. Just um, somewhere bigger, uh, basically, because space. Grander. <laughs> but when you have kids, you do realise that basically just don't have enough space for all of their stuff. Turn, turn, As I look at him, I'm looking at this castle behind him. I was like, is that where he's going to be moving into? <laughs> Here. Yeah, Lee's Priory. We're moving so, to Lee's Priory. So you're saying you're looking for an extra medium house? <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> That will mean not a lot to a lot of people, uh, but it means something to us. Um, exactly. And uh, yeah, literally sat down after a busy day of um, sorting the house out on Sunday, um, just about to watch something on Netflix. And then you text, or Jackson text. Jamie. Was it Jamie? Saying that Kobe Bryant was dead. Um, I immediately was like, this is complete bullshit. Kobe Bryant ain't dead. Because um, that's pretty much what I said to you guys. And then you responded going, mate, it's like everywhere. And then I went on Twitter, and then basically I sat on Twitter for about two hours. Just could not believe what I was reading, man. Um, and like, like I said, it, it felt like a, a punch in the stomach. I was just cold. Um, it's not the case. Like growing up, I did, I liked basketball a lot. Um, Kobe wasn't my guy. I, I was a Sixers fan. Iverson was my guy, but you know, Kobe was there the whole way. Um, and the fact he's gone at the age of forty-one, like he's only seven years older than me. And like he had his whole life ahead of him, and it's just like woof, no more. And obviously, the, the story just gets sadder from that point on. Uh, the fact that obviously his daughter was with him, it's just like a horrible, horrible, horrible situation. And I, I dread when it all comes out because it's going to be so avoidable. Um, it always is with these sort of things. It's going to it's going to be something ridiculous that could have been avoided. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, Gutting me, and and then really, I mean, the, the best way I could equivalent this because I, I, there's a lot of guys um, I work with, they can't, they don't know Kobe Bryant as well as what we do, and the way I would explain it to them is that it's it's the same as if Cristiano Ronaldo, two years after his retirement, dies in a helicopter crash. Yeah, he, he's the he's the exact equivalent, basically one of the all time greats. Um, it's just gone like that, and you can see the outpouring, just how much he meant to so many people. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> like the worst way to end the weekend, man. The worst way. Well, yeah. I'm gonna try and uh, lift us up now. Uh, but no, it, it sucked. It absolutely sucked. Um, on brighter news, um, my favourite pro wrestler at university returned. Yes, he did. Uh, ate a chair last night, mate. From my favourite, well, second favourite wrestler. So that was pretty cool, right? I see where this yeah, is going. Oh wait, wait, is this the uh, the other show we used to do? What's yeah, this is, this is the other pod. Uh, Lee's like he wants to get out of this. Like he can see how awkward he is. I watched I watched the Rumble. Yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I enjoyed the first half of Brock smashing people. That I was thought the, my that favorite was brilliantly thing. booked. It's my favorite thing I've seen in wrestling for a long time. Anyway, we are over time on the intro. The Time Master, 
you know, didn't remind me that we're over the time because he's a poor time master. We've we got some time to play with today, so I'm being a little lax. Oh, we've got some time to play with. Got some time to play with. Everton, okay. ha- Everton haven't played. He's got nothing to talk about Everton for the rest of the pod. So he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Do whatever you want to do. Don't <laughs> care, boys. Don't care. I'm literally just a face today. Just a face today. A face today. Well, look, it was the FA Cup. There was a reason why Lee's team didn't play. Um, and yeah, it was a, um, a lot of games, man. A lot of games. So many. And the best thing is now is that, because I don't really care about the FA Cup. I've said this a number of times. Go on, Woods, talk about it. We beat Tranmere 6-0. Who you, fucking cares? You did. Um, Manchester United found their level at the weekend. Um, they blew Tranmere off the pitch. Uh, Jesse was, Lingard found his level. I mean, he did enjoy his goal. Now, I, I seen that Jesse Lingard got a lot of stick about celebrating, but the geezer has had literally like the worst year of his life. Zero goals and zero assists in like, what, 360-odd days. I, I'm kind of going to let him celebrate that moment because it, it could be another year until he gets another. So I'm going to kind of cut him some slack there, right? But um, nope. it was quite interesting that a lot of your ma- maligned players were on the score sheet, right? Because Maguire, he's been getting a bit of abuse, especially after his performance against Burnley. Um, Jones, who's been getting abuse for basically the decade that he's been at the club. Uh, and obviously Lingard as well. It's a, it's a good moment. It was a tricky game on paper on, on the basis that, that pitch, it looked That pitch. Terrible. Jesus fucking Christ. I have played on picture, pitches like that. I played on better pitches. Well, yeah, you played on better but Obviously, we all have because we've played on something that resembled grass. I mean, Jesus Christ, it was so bad. So it's a serious risk to further injury. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, lots of players out injured for Manchester United at the moment. But it was a risk that, you know... Oli couldn't afford to get knocked out against Shrewsbury away on that pitch. Um, and ultimately... Tranmere. Sorry, Tranmere. <laughs> we'll come to Shrewsbury later. Shrewsbury later. Sorry, I'm distracted by the fact that someone got awfully upset about, about Shrewsbury and the FA Cup this weekend. Um, and it wasn't Oli because he had a good time. He won 6-0. They're through. They're through to the next round. Um, the, the draw was yesterday. It looks like it's going to be Wayne Rooney's homecoming. Which, of Ooh. course, it is. Which, of course, it is because football, only football does this. Yeah. Well, 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 I'm not aware of the draw. Can someone fill me in with some? Uh, Derby and Northampton still have to play, but the winner of will play Manchester United. Uh, okay, yeah. Inevitable. It's set up for him, isn't it? Exactly. Wayne's homecoming. Uh, with, and, and Wayne's going to basically knock Manchester United out, isn't he? Just to kind of further <laughs> I, I, kind of put the pressure I, I, on Ollie. I watched him uh, in the in the championship game, and uh, he is pretty much a deep lying midfielder now. He he was not getting forward at all, mate. He's got nothing in him anymore. He's got no, no he's, he's he's running on nothing. He claims he could still make it in the prem. Nah, I'd, lower end maybe a uh, uh, stretch, but he he's not he's not effective nowhere near it. I mean, I saw it at Everton, mate. He, yeah, his legs were no, going. Legs um, he's had a season out in in America that hasn't helped him. I'm sure scored so, yeah, some no. sensational goals. Uh, um, anyway, <laughs> should I give you? Should I give you guys the draw quickly, just in case? You're I'd love aware. to know what's going on. I'm assuming Chelsea got through, yeah. Yeah, we got through. Um, made it more difficult than it should have been, really, against Hull. Uh, the game was always in an in control, to be honest, but um, comfortably through in the end. Please tell me they've got City. No. We have oh. the winner of Shrewsbury Town versus Liverpool. Ooh. At home as well. So, obviously, Kloppo seeing the draw, shit his pants, um, has decided that he's not going to coach the team 
Um, and he's not going to let the first team play because he's desperate to get knocked out by Shrewsbury because he doesn't want to get humiliated by uh, Frank Lampard's uh, Blue Army. Um, was, so, it, was, it the, was it the project or the yeah yeah the process? Project, the process yeah just the process yeah coining uh, uh, the, well, the, the full the full draw. We've got Sheffield Wednesday taking on Manchester City, <laughs> Reading or Cardiff versus Sheffield United, Chelsea versus Shrewsbury Town or Liverpool, West Brom versus Newcastle or Oxford. Leicester City versus Coventry or Birmingham, Northampton Town or Derby County versus Man United, Southampton or Spurs versus Tottenham, uh, Southampton or Spurs versus Norwich, and then Portsmouth versus Arsenal. Uh, it's a nice, comfy one for Arsenal. It's a lot again. of the big teams have got a comfy ride there. Yeah. Well, let's see, right? Because Chelsea could end up facing Liverpool, which will be obviously the tie of the round. Um, there's still every chance that Liverpool's uh, youth team, managed by some guy from the streets, will be able to get them through against Shrewsbury. Um, Arsenal apparently impressive for 45 minutes um, against Bournemouth um, I saw a lot of praise online for, for their youth players um, I think that Saka in particular is obviously getting highlighted for Screamer um, playing left back as well which is interesting because um, he's clearly started the season as a winger is that going to be more of his permanent position there is a, a lack of top quality left backs in world football and obviously if Arteta can turn him into one then that's a big Big plus for him. Um, City rolled over Fulham, no problem. Leicester edged out Brentford. Um, I've got a feeling that Brentford kind of didn't really play their first team in that one. They didn't. Um, I think they've got, obviously, their eyes on on getting into the Premier League. Um, Norwich beating Burnley. I mean, obviously, a cup run is exactly what Norwich need right now. Uh, just quickly skimming through this. Coventry drew Birmingham. Oh, God. Could you imagine seeing through that? Um, Sheffield United saw Millwall out, so another plus there for Sheffield United. Who, they, you know, they're a team that are in a position to make a cup run, right? They've been good this year in the Premier League. They're certainly safe. Um, they're probably going to be on the outside looking in, in in terms of the European places. A cup run, you know, they they could probably put a little bit of focus into that. Essentially, they're doing local Wolves, aren't they, from last year? Yeah, I think that's a fair fair statement. Um, Newcastle seem to be making a meal of this tournament so far. Uh, they who did they play in the last round that they got dragged to a replay with? Was it Rochdale or something like that? Drawing at home with Oxford United, that's that's pretty poor. Um, Pompey, yeah, Oxford who actually dominated them as well. By the way. Did they really? Yeah. Dear oh dear, Brucey. Villa have got a two-one. Wait. Yes. A 2-1 aggregate lead in the Carabao Cup. So they're taking the lead, have they? Against Leicester. They're home, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good competition for Leicester to win. That is. That is. um, It's not a great one for Villa to be putting any focus in because um, where they are in the league, they need to be putting a lot of attention into not falling out of it. Um, I did enjoy a lot that Southampton equalised late against Tottenham. Jose's going to love that extra fixture that he's going to have to play. Uh, Reading, Cardiff, don't care. Um, I'm going to skip over that next one. Uh, we already touched on Chelsea playing Hull. Um, Northampton derby, already touched on that nil-nil. Wednesday for against QPR. So the, the one that I skipped over is the fact that West Ham United at home playing West Brom, who were much more interested in getting knocked out of the FA Cup, saw themselves getting knocked out, uh, embarrassed by the championship leaders, I believe. Um, to be fair, there's only like four places separating the teams. So not a massive cup upset. Still, um, p- 
highly Slatten Bidders was loving it though oh mate could you imagine and he's the kind of person that you know it would be resonating with him um, it's piling on Moisey it already is piling on David Moyes and I think that we're going to get to him in a bit um, overall uh, too many fixtures uh, not enough time to really care enough about them um, it, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I saw some of the United game. I saw some of the Shrewsbury game. I saw some of the. Well, I saw the Chelsea game. That's basically what I saw. The FA Cup this weekend, and I am flying by the seat of my pants on this one. I watched about. I would say I watched about forty minutes in total of the United game, and I didn't see a single goal. <laughs> How? I, I just. It, it would. I, I. So we missed Call of Duty. Got right. So we missed the first like twenty minutes. All right, we're two up. Okay. Then we watched it until like near the end of the first half. Put it back. Turn it back off. And then somehow we were then four up or something like. That. I was like, what is going on here? Went back to it. No goals. Went off it. Goals were scored. It was horrible. Yeah, that's my courageous story. But obviously, the biggest talking point of the weekend in terms of FA Cup is obviously yes. everyone's getting a bit touchy about something, aren't they? Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> Nobben. Nobben. He was he's, he's just um, become, Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Mate, if there's ever a chance to, you know, lay on Mr. Perfect, you know, I think now is a good opportunity. He, he's the it? amazing thing about this, right? Because he said this literally walking off the pitch. So this is this is something that's premeditated that he mm. would have he would have had to discuss with the higher ups at Liverpool that basically this is what I'm going to do if there's a replay. So he's gone into the game already with the psyche that there's a potential of a replay. That Liverpool should have basically blown the doors off Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury um, unlucky. Shrewsbury should have actually probably maybe won. In in the end, I mean, obviously Liverpool blowing a two goal lead. Um, and I, I saw the jokes and I enjoyed the jokes. The fact that this is what Liverpool are like when they don't have VAR to rely on. Uh, so that I enjoyed, but. Um, Kloppo obviously basically throwing his toys out of the pram saying um, I won't be coaching the team um, in the replay and none of my senior players will be playing. Now, the reason for this is obviously the replay is going to be smack in the middle of their winter break. Um, and I think as a manager from the continent who's co- probably quite keen on his players having this winter break, especially taking into account the way he gets his team to play, looking into the end of the season, maybe prioritising the European Cup ahead of the FA Cup, I, I can kind of get where his head is at. But I kind of feel the way that he did it and when he did it, it just felt wrong, right? And we spent 20 years of everyone telling Manchester United fans how they ruined the FA Cup and it's never recovered because the FA sent them off to Brazil right we didn't have a say in this by the way I should make this very fucking clear because we thought because we thought we were going to win the FA uh, sorry win the World Cup for the 2006 they sent Manchester United to Brazil to try and basically uh, rub the right people in the right places to get the tournament and and obviously it had already been agreed to go to Germany because Franz Beckenbauer put the money into the back pockets of those that actually matter the the thing here I, it's mental. I can't believe he's not being called out more for this because this is really damaging to the tournament because effectively what he's gone is like, I've got a 16-point lead, a game in hand, and it still, still, I'm not going to risk any of my players in this competition because that's how little I regard about it. I, I, I don't have an issue per se with him playing a weakened team because he's pretty much done it for the last two rounds. What, what, what makes you think he's going to do any different for a replay? I've got Fair. no issue with that. It's, it's the fact that he's not going to be there. That is shocking. And um, as you said, I think I think it's very disrespectful to to the tournament. You know, um, I, I I fail to understand why he can't be there. I know, now forgive me. I know I know it's two thousand and twenty, and 
you know, we have to take into, you know, perspective like the mental aspect and that the reason why the players are getting, you know, this this rest is not just only from a physical point of view, but also from a mental point of view as well. So maybe his argument is he needs that rest as well, but... Well, from what, uh, it, from, from what I've heard, uh, so um, was it Jason McAteer on a show the other, the, the other day was talking about how fucking crazy Jurgen Klopp is? Like in terms of how much pressure he puts on himself, like he is absolutely exhausted like all of the time like apparently like in between games and stuff he's literally just fucked like he's absolutely killing himself he has aged job. having that beard hasn't probably helped but um i i just disagree with it because i feel like he, it, it if anything it's good for, if for the kids you know if he's actually managing them rather than you know as woods well how did you describe him woods like some man off the street some was geezer it? off the street yeah i'm I mean, guessing that the next home game they'll probably do a raffle Right, we'll get someone out the out of the cop ends to manage the team against Shrewsbury next time out. Maybe Dalglish, mate. I mean, we, we've also. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've mentioned, haven't we? Though with uh, you know the fact that a lot of these teams are playing weakened squads. It's not even the Premier League team. It's also like the Championship uh, and even like Oxford United. You know, they they play they they didn't want to get through. They didn't want because they don't want to have a replay. Uh, and I feel like Klopp is you know. He's in that situation where he's used this winter break to, you know, it's kind of like a tit for tat thing. It's like, well, you've said this, I'm going to do that. What it does actually highlight, though, is, is the inconsistencies between uh, the Premier League and, and, and the FA. Big Why, time. What, Big time. You know, if you're going to put this window in, surely I, I appreciate that you're going to have to play the game at some point. Yeah. But you but can't play it. have the window? Exactly. I, I completely I mean, agree with that. needs to make a stand because and maybe that's I what appreciate he's done here. Maybe that's yeah, what it is. Because he's obviously he's come from Germany. That's what he's used to. Yeah. I, I, I get that. And obviously Guardiola and a lot of other foreign coaches who have gone through the winter break, they, they really enforce it. Um, but I, I do think it's a little bit scary now that it's the trickle-on effect that is going down through the football pyramid. Uh, yeah, it scares me a little bit. I mean, touching on West Brom, now, I believe the winnings for the FA Cup is like literally like two million, right? Them getting promoted is obviously worth hundreds. That's that's the reason why they're like fuck this tournament. We need to focus on the other one. Um, ultimately, the trickle down in terms of everything that's happening here, I think they are going to scrap replays um, for the third and fourth round. I think they will go, um, and I think you'll probably see uh, similar to the League Cup in a way where you'll end up having penalty shootouts. Now, obviously, the knock-on effect is that the the smaller teams will then lose that additional revenue that comes with a replay. And that's where they're going to have to make this work. This, I've, I've seen things such as the smaller team that gets drawn out will get to decide on the venue and get to keep all the gate revenue. Fine. How are you going to basically decide what's a bigger team and a small team in those sort of circumstances? You know what I mean? Like in the circumstance that um, West Brom draw West Ham, are West Brom able to then go, yep, we're going to play this game at home because we're the lower seed team um, there obviously has to be a cut off point in there and then you kind of I don't see how it's going to work it's a very very tricky thing and I, 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 is this, I sorry is this what Gary Lineker mentioned I, I did see that he, he this is something that's he been put something said, similar out like this hasn't he yeah he, he has. said like if it was two divisions <clears throat> separately uh, you know so say you've got a team in, the, in league two and then a team in the championship then they keep all the great gate, gate revenue and then if it's a division up uh, you know, it says only one division apart, then you know it becomes like seventy-five, twenty-five, or something like that. But and then, as would you correctly said, but if it's a championship, Premiership, does it really? Doesn't the, the significance is, is the lower league teams? It is, and obviously, I, I saw something about Shrewsbury. The fact the replay, it's got a massive knock-on effect for them. 
Like they're able to get video equipment and improve all of their training resources. Like the, the, these replays are a, a massive, massive fi- um, financial boost for a team. And the thing for Shrewsbury, it takes them from wherever they are in their league, and then maybe they can take a invest the money they're going to get from this this replay against Liverpool, which will be televised potentially. Obviously, the fact that Klopp's been like, I'm not going to be, and the players aren't going to be there. Maybe uh, BT and BBC will look at that fixture and go, maybe we won't show that one. We'll show one of the other ones. Um, that financial impact can see them raising up a division and improve the club as a whole and change it. Um, <laughs> it's difficult. There are too many cup competitions. I, I've, I've felt for a while that the, the League Cup should be the one that goes. Uh, the, the issue there <laughs> is that the FA Cup plays from January where all of the fixture pileup kind of happens irrelevant from the uh, League Cup because obviously the League Cup is effectively in the semi-final by the time the the FA Cup kicks off. So just cancelling the League Cup really does reduce the fixture list, but not the pileup in winter. So I don't ultimately know... all the games are played on a Tuesday, Wednesday, aren't they? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if you have to be uh, starting the FA Cup earlier. And I know that they, 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 they do start it early because obviously they've got all the qualification rounds on first round, second round, until you get to the third round in January. I don't know if they're going to have to look at that. It's just a case that it does feel like um, you get to January, you've got all of these Christmas fixtures you just come out of, and then you're straight into the FA Cup, and then you've got League, League, FA Cup, League, League, FA Cup, and it is quite a high pile-up. Someone has to look at it and address it because clearly it's becoming a problem for managers to manage and they're now willing to sack that tournament off. Um, what can I ask? Can I, can I play a bit of the old DA here? Yeah. The old devil's advocate. Always a popular role at parties. Yeah. Um, why should they? Why should, why should they? The teams have been doing the FA Cup, Premier League, Champions League thing, whatever for right. fucking years. Yeah, they have. Right. Yeah. It's not like if the managers are, if the likes of Klopp and Guardiola are insistent on this crazy, mad pressing style right where they are working these players to the bone then those clubs should have to buy more players so they can rotate accordingly it's not the it's not the competition's fault that these teams are going out there and going fucking mental and pressing for 90 minutes it's not it's not you know this is what teams have had to put up with since the inception right get over it Football's evolved. I see where you're coming from because there used to be replays after replays, didn't they? So if you drew in the replay, then you play another replay, and that got scrapped. Yeah. So yeah, essentially this could be the next step. But I, I just don't. I don't know. I, 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 something doesn't sit right with me. It, it doesn't sit right with me. Like I said, there's also with the disrespectfulness that Klopp shows to the competition. I mean, we get that. You know, like I said, we had it this weekend across. You know, going through the divisions now. I don't want to say like just the trickle down effect of that as well, but I don't know. I just. Just feel like you know he he's got the resources. Fair enough, you know you're talking about squad depth and everything, but we're talking about the winter break in this particular instance, you know, for the reason why. I, I just feel like he should be at he should be at the game, play the kids, and you're done. And no one bats an eyelid because he said he's been doing this the last couple of rounds anyway. He's been doing it for the last two or three years. I think since he's been at the club, he's never taken the FA Cup that seriously. It's, the reason why I have an issue with it this year, though, is like I said, he's so far gone in the league. Like he can rest players in the league at this point, because yeah. um, I, I and this is I kind of asked it on our Twitter is kind of like if you're a Liverpool fan, what's more interesting to you, going in undefeated in the season, or genuinely taking a go at that treble? Because it's there for them. It genuinely is there for them. That I, I believe that they are at least one of the two best teams in Europe. Uh, so they've got a good shot at progressing and winning that tournament back to back. The league's sewn up. 
So the FA Cup is definitely winnable for them um, if they put any sort of attention into it, especially the fact that they can kind of rest players in the league and drop a couple of points here or there. And obviously the answer is definitely a treble. It's no question because ultimately it's the biggest thing that Manchester United have hung their hat on that. And rightly so, because it is an incredible achievement and they're the only team to have done it in English football. Um, The fact that Liverpool could do that and also then go, oh, and also we won the World Club Cup and the European Super Cup, regardless of them being garbage tournaments, but they can. It's very difficult to argue then against this team obviously being better than that 99 team at that point. I, I just kind of feel that, and I think that you get a feeling from Liverpool fans as well, that they'd like... They'd like to take it a little bit more seriously. Uh, and obviously, if you ask them, uh, get knocked out of the FA Cup now and win the league for sure in May, they're taking that. They're taking the league, absolutely. But I don't even think they're kind of in this uh, discussion period because, what, they 16 points, game in hand. So that, that's not getting caught up, is it? It's not. So it's, let's, bit... let, let, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Um, you mentioned West Ham earlier and David mm. Moyes. Moyes here. And um, we go from the highs of Liverpool and how incredible they are at the old football game to the lows, the depths, the mire of West Ham, a team run by businessmen and businesswomen who apparently can't run a business to save their lives. And on the pitch, it's not much better. Essentially, if they get relegated from the Premier League, they are absolutely financially fucked, which is one thing. But then they also went, OK, let's, let's sack the manager. Let's bring in a, an astute tactician, a man to galvanise the spirits and the morale of the squad. The, the highly paid squad, I'll have you know. The team that are underperforming. Who do they bring in, Lee? Sir David Moyes. Sir David of Moyes. The man famed for 40,000 crosses against Fulham. The man who loved Stephen Pienaar like his own son. <laughs> David Moyes. Can, can, as you just mentioned there, you know, business women, obviously we're referring to uh, Karen, Karen Brady. Is it, is it Dane Karen Brady? Or she's, she's something, she's some form of title, isn't yeah. she? Now? Baroness, I think. Baroness, no, Baroness Brady, that's yeah. it. Um, she, does, she does The Apprentice, right? So she, she's, she's, hire, she's looking at hiring people, yeah? What is she thinking when she's hiring someone that she's previously said, obviously I appreciate her and the rest of the board, have come to a decision that wasn't good enough to lead the club? It just it just smacks it just smacks of I don't know pragmatism you know the the it smacks of incompetence that's what it smacks of it smacks of people that don't have a fucking clue what they're doing yeah it's it's, it's hard not to, you can't disagree with it um, Mo- Moyes set himself up though didn't he when he when he came in with his first press looking conference. like an EastEnders villain <laughs> um, <laughs> such a weird little kind of promo for him coming back when it's so weird. But uh, yeah, he came in and said, what I do is get wind. You're setting up for yourself for, for a hell of a lot more pressure than probably than what you already needed, uh, bearing in mind that West Ham was struggling. I know he came in and d- uh, did the job before, but he didn't do it exactly like Brilliant. That's why he didn't actually get the job in the first place. So, uh, <laughs> Mate, there's only one what, man. There is only this, one this man. Could, this could have been foreseen. Well, precisely, mate. <laughs> if you just said to any three of us, this is the situation up until mo- when, uh, what's his face, got sacked. Who got sacked? What was his name? Pellegrini. Pellegrini got sacked. If you'd have said, what happens if West Ham then appoint David Moyes, would have told you, all, all three of us would have told you exactly what would have happened. Well, That's what's happening. Well, I was actually going through the actual potentialness of actually that happening to my football club. You know, yeah. him coming back to Everton and obviously you boys were loving it. And I'm sitting there shitting myself thinking, it looks bad on the club because it looks like we're going literally back in the past. Mate, 
There is one man, right, that can save a club. His name is Sam Allardyce, okay? <laughs> Statue should be outside Goodison Park. It's not, for some reason, right? And the problem is, is that um, the media have started to paint all of these British managers as incredible firefighters. That's why Hughes keeps getting jobs, you know? Because they can come in and save a club. The problem is, Moyes never really has been this for me. I don't buy it. I don't, you know, he came in and saved West Ham, apparently. Not good enough. Didn't he drag Sunderland down, though? Like that Drag Sunderland down? He took Sunderland down comfortably. Like, I, I think Moyes has kind of been, like, given this reputation that I don't think he's really earned. And the one other thing that he said when he came back to, the, when he came back to football, and other than saying that, you know, I get wins, the other thing that I found really weird is that he keeps reminding everyone how much football he watches and that he's a football man and that he's always watching games and he's travelling around Europe. And it's like, but you've never shown in any of your teams that you're taking any of these things on board. And by calling yourself a football man, it doesn't mean that you actually understand the game. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I understand the game better than David Moyes, because I am, after all, a, a guy that talks on a microphone with two of my pals, and David Moyes has a fashion a career out of it. But at the same time, I'm thinking, if you're a West Ham fan, and you've got this guy who wasn't good enough before, trying to convince you that he's a football man, telling you that he gets wins, it's like, basically trying to convince me that he watches football. I don't want my manager to have to convince me that he watches football. The, the, what the, the, the funny thing is as well with uh, the last two games they've played uh, obviously they've lost both and they took a drubbing didn't they against Leicester last week in, in midweek uh, in both games he's had to make two substitutions at half time which suggests obviously he doesn't know kind of what he's doing panicking panicking try, reacting trying to react yeah exactly he's reacting to a situation which he should have probably done better in the first place by getting a better start in 11 especially against a weakened West Brom team in the FA Cup it's poor. So, I mean, just to kind of compound things, obviously, West Ham play Liverpool tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, yes. Don't worry, don't worry, because that's sat, sat, Saturday they've got a massive, it's a massive fixture. They've got Brighton at home, right? That is massive, and I'll explain why, because the two fixtures that follow it are Man City away, Liverpool away. They've got Liverpool again so soon. Yeah. Um, so, so <laughs> if they don't win that, they are definitely going to be in the bottom three come end of February uh, when they play Southampton. Um, it's looking grim, isn't it? And this is it going toxic. It'll go. To- Remember how it went last time? Well, those with pound the fans. coins being thrown in and everything. Yeah. March is Arsenal away, Wolves home, Tottenham away. Oh, they're nope. down, aren't they? When's their When's their easy fixtures? Then they got Chelsea. Then they travel to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Charity club, Charity FC. Uh, then they got they travel to Newcastle, uh, Burnley home, Norwich City. So okay, the end of the season they got. Burnley, Six pointers. Um, let's see what else they got. Watford, Manchester United um, and Aston Villa. So they have got, basically, at the end of the season, other than Manchester United, they have got a run of games against the teams that they will be fighting for. That's going to be really good fun, isn't it, when you oh, think about it? Send West Ham down. It'd be, oh, I mean, Jimmy will be distraught, but, you know, that's, that's life, I'm afraid. Well, that maybe fu- maybe with- it's a blessing that they got knocked out of the FA Cup. Probably. I mean, they do need to focus on staying up. Um, they've got a, this ridiculous stadium. I Something goes with the deal if they go down as well, right on that stadium. I'm pretty sure there's something to do with the fact if they're in the championship, something changes on that deal. Um, as in they'll probably play less, yeah? <laughs> probably. <laughs> but it may, I, I'm not too sure what actually happens. Something on that deal, is it gets a bit funny. Um, add the fact that, obviously, the wage bill and everything that goes with it, 
they 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 want they, they're a team that can definitely ill afford to go down um with how they set up. I mean ultimately they were pushing for top six was their ambition at the start of the season. They are miles from that. Miles Mate, from they it. should never have sold Tompkins. <laughs> Did you know what I learned about uh, West Ham? Go on. They've they've got porter cabins at their their training ground. What? They're like apparently their their training ground is so far behind. Like there's like teams in the Championship and League One that have actually got better like tr- uh, porter cabins in West. They've actually got porter cabins to Can get you, trained in. Sebastian Haller and Philippe Anderson are turning up to training in porter cabins in the east end of London. I would imagine as well, or probably like you know South Essex. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Jesus. Um, How can uh, you have top top six ambitions when, you, when you've just reappointed a guy that wasn't good enough to take you to those ambitions in the first place and you've got porter cabins in your training ground? So what are you going to say, Hilly? <laughs> Woods. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> Moist just isn't the answer. I'll tell you what, though, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> David... <laughs> If David Moyes is the answer, I think it's time we change the question. Yeah? <laughs> that was so smooth, wasn't it? Well, we set you up great there, didn't we? <laughs> so I should, I should fill you people in on this. So when we were kind of preparing for the show, you guys are fucking useless, by the way. Well, <laughs> I, said, I, I could, I, to me. I, said, I could I see Leeds is kind of like, it was like, when you said it to me, I'm like, what's he, what's he going on about? I've got nothing more to add to this. Oh, <laughs> Lee just froze like a deer in the headlights just a proper froze I was like oh no what were the words basically before the show we would practice a little bit and I, and I said someone one of these guys said basically oh, if David Moyes is the, like, isn't the answer and I said well if David Moyes is the answer then how, I think it's time we change the question and I said I enjoy that little quip one of you guys will have to set me up when we do the actual show and we never usually do anything like this but I was like I enjoy a good quip when I see one and uh, these Lee immediately passed responsibility of this line over to Woods, and um, I was assured that it would be mentioned over something around the, the lines of you know is David Moyes the answer? And it didn't come, so I had to kind of give the prompt. <laughs> these two promptly shat themselves, and I enjoyed that a great deal. Yeah, sorry, man. But then you lost me as well. As soon as soon as I knew what was happening, I was like, oh no, I've my mind. I said to me, I said before dinner, don't come to me. I'll forget. It's probably why I came to you. To be fair. Um, <laughs> Let's crack on. Let's crack on. We're over time there, Time Master. Nah, we're fine. Yeah, it's always I good see. to chat about West Ham when they're shit. <laughs> Fair. Um, so, what's the, what's the date today, Lee? Give me the date. 28th. So, 29th by the time you boys and girls hear this. So, that'll mean there's only like a few days of the transfer window left. Closes on what day? Friday? Is that no. the 31st? 31st. I'm guessing 31st at 5 o'clock is my guess. Yeah. yeah. I saw Sky Sports saying that their transfer window countdown clock is, is going to be ending 11pm Friday or something. Okay, maybe it's 11 o'clock Friday. Right, in any event, we've got a few days left. Not much has really gone on in the transfer window so far. And the question that I have to... Well, we'll get to that. Um, the question I have to ask Woods... You know, we, we, we spent the other week, last week, talking about big um, targets that potentially people could be looking at in the window, the likes of Edison Cavani. Obviously, yeah. you've been banging the Sancho drum for as long as I can remember. <laughs> you know, I, I lost count of the scenarios where somehow Chelsea miraculously buy Sancho. Um, <laughs> um, as of yet, both Manchester United and Chelsea haven't done anything in the transfer window. As of yet. But, you know, there is obviously still a bit of time. Um, is this going to damage their chances of top four? Is this going to? Is this? Are these transfer window failures 
going to scupper their seasons? A lot obviously depends on what's going on around them, right? Um, as it is, Arsenal don't look like they're doing too much business and that they're way back anyway. So really you're looking at the teams that are Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham. That They look like they're going to be the ones that are going to be fighting for that final Champions League spot. Uh, no disrespect to Wolves and, and Sheffield United um, who are legitimate candidates for that position. Um, but for the purpose of this, um, Tottenham have obviously sold Ericsson today. He's, he's gone to Inter Milan um, to join the rest of the Premier League old boys, although he's, I think he's only 26, 27. It's ridiculous how young he actually still is. Um, mad move. Can't get my head around it. Don't know why he's gone there. I feel he should have stayed on uh, until the summer and, and got himself a better move than suffering without the ball under Conte. But by all accounts, the chat is he's on £320,000 a week. Um, there you go. That's the reason. So that going. might be the reason. Uh, a whole load of money there. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I'll start with Chelsea, uh, link with Cavani, uh, that's not going to happen. Um, age, salary, big stumbling blocks there. Also, I think Atletico Madrid are really keen on getting him in. Uh, they were linked with, um, Dembele as well from Leon. I think Leon are not selling because they lost, um, Memphis obviously for the season. So they've really only got one source of goals at the moment. Um, and trying to think who the other players have been linked with up front. There was another, uh, and my mind's gone blank, blank on that. Um, it doesn't look like we're signing any strikers. Um, we is wanted Giroud the, still there? He is at the moment, but he's rumoured to be joining Inter Milan, which would then genuinely leave us with just Tammy and... Uh, and literally Inter Milan just signing all old players in the Premier League? It, mate, it's Conte, and I'm not surprised. I, I've seen his transfer window at Chelsea... He's the one that was involved in Drinkwater. He's the one that was involved in Zappa Costa. He was the one that was involved in Bakayoko. This, this, this is it's Antonio Conte, mate. That's not a good pedigree, is it? It's not great. It's not great. But I, I think that Chelsea have basically learnt their lesson um, on buying those players. I think that they're going to keep their powder dry until... Just as a word of warning, mate. I have been a, man- a manager, a fan of a team... That after the atrocities of Falcao and Di Maria and Schweinsteiger, I had heard that Manchester United had learned their lesson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Don't mistake incompetence for anything other than incompetence. It's, it's, and that's, that may well be also what's going on here. It You'll notice well... that teams that want to get players in, get players in. When yeah. Jose Mourinho was manager of Chelsea in the glory years, when did he sign players? I mean, we, we'd add... An addition. You know, January has notoriously been shit. No, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that when, 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 jo, when Jose was in Chelsea at his first spell, you were ruthlessly efficient in the transfer market. You'd always get players in basically so they were ready for the first day of summer training. No? Yeah. Always announcing yeah, yeah. them early. And then if you needed someone else in January, it was done. No fuss, no muss. Get them. But you obviously, the, 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 the caveat there is, firstly, we had a billionaire owner. And secondly, the transfer market hadn't exploded the way it is. Of course. Uh, and of that's course. obviously playing a big part in it. But it looks like Chelsea aren't going to get a, an additional striker, uh, which says to me that Tammy's injury isn't as bad as first feared. Um, I don't think the targets are available. Look, Sancho isn't going to be available until the summer. Um, and I think then it's going to be basically a, a free-for-all on him. It, he could end up any club that he wants to. Um, they obviously want a left-back. Seems they're still keen on on uh, Chilwell. Chilwell's obviously having a drop in form, which is a bit of a concern, but um, we'll see. I think um, it'll be 
interesting to see how much that'll cost because I could see that being a big fat load of money which may well not be well invested there um, so I think Chelsea are probably going to go as is the good news is that Ruben looks like he's on the way back um, he's probably still not close to playing but he's back in training uh, Pulisic is obviously on the way back too and those are two key players because we do lack a, an element of guile in the final third without either of those on the field um, but no absolutely is it going to impact us it certainly will if Manchester United do get Fernandez across the line which right now reading it sounds like it is it seems that Barcelona sparked life into Manchester United by <laughs> rumoured to be buying him to send him on loan to Valencia to get Rodrigo from Valencia um, now the agent interestingly is George Mendes um, so I, it may well be a case that George Mendes has used Barcelona's name in vain uh, to just, what he's done uh, to drum up done. like basically you need to come sort this now um, it looks like it's going to get over the line I think the player's still keen the club are finally going to get the player in uh, he's going to get to play under a great manager um, and I'm sure it'll work perfectly <laughs> Um, like I said I've only ever really seen him play once he was pretty good but the quality of football was appalling across the pitch um, I'm I'm a bit worried about this if I'm honest with you I'm not going to write him off because I, I can't judge I've, I've not seen him at all his numbers are ridiculous really for the position he plays but the deeper statistics in there uh, with obviously his um uh, retaining possession I think it's quite questionable isn't it he gives the ball away a lot yeah. uh, but as, a, as an attacking midfielder who's trying to find attacking players with three balls that's going to happen um, so it's difficult to know without having spent hours trawling through tape my, my only concern is clearly United weren't fully in on him right the, my, the thing that I would say apparently and we're going to do use the old apparently's yeah Michael's got a case of the apparently's again it's uh, a signing that appeases Solskjaer and also appeases Poch because Poch wants him. <laughs> apparently he's a Poch player. That's and interesting. In the, and apparently Pochettino wanted him to join like in the summer or something around this. So it's a, it's a player that's okay for him to come to, basically. It fits in a Poch system, supposedly. Speaking of United, actually, have you heard um, Solskjaer coming out saying about Sanchez? Yeah, mate. He's coming back. The uh, magic man. Previously failed January transfer uh, signing. He's like a new player, mate. You, had, you said that before. It's like a new, it's like a new signing. Ah, <laughs> oh, mate. It was a weird, that was a weird comment. Because um, by all accounts, he ain't coming back. Um, like, there's... <laughs> like he's not even it, doing it in Italy. He's no, and by games. by all accounts, oh, like there is no way he's coming back in. Um, so it's a really strange comment. Um, I'm 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 keen to see how Fernandez goes, um, and he may well be enough to propel United. I think that the injury to Rashford is still a massive, massive issue. Um, Martial has shown to be a bit patchy this season. Um, I, I could, have to I have to come in. Rashford has been a bit patchy yeah, has. this season. In fact, like, he's been patchy. He literally had a purple patch where he was, I will give him, he was white hot. Before Christmas, he was gubbins. You know? Like, can, can, I, can I throw something into the mixer? Um, I, I generally believe it. Whoever, if Man United signed probably the best player in the world, if they've signed oh, it Messi. Wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. I, I generally I feel like this boy 
You know, I reckon he's going to struggle. He could be obviously prove me wrong. I can, you know, I'm basing this on just a, a more of a, a hunch, you know, a gut feeling. I've gone all Colombo on you, but I'm going on my hunch, and I feel like whoever comes into that team, which would, I don't feel like they're going to have the impact that Man United hope. No, especially for that sort of money that they're paying. So as you well. reckon he's going to be a bust? Put you on the, uh, put you on now. You reckon he's going to be a bust? Look! Look who's no, no, got no, supply. No, no, no. I'm, 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 look look I'm not who's supplying. Just, yeah. look, at, look who's around. Man, that right, is very let's, fair. That, like, that's why I think he's going to struggle. And an attacking bit. player like that needs players around him that are on the same wavelength. And I think that had he had Rashford at least there with him, he'd probably benefit from it. It'll be interesting to see if maybe this sparks life in Pogba to come back and play football again. Yeah. Are they saying that on the flip side? We've uh, we've watched uh, obviously a bit of uh, Sky Sports analysis, and they always point out the fact that uh, like the likes of Rashford and Martial are constantly making runs, and you haven't got the ability to find them in at like the moment. Exactly. Maybe he could he could be that guy. It's the biggest problem we have. Uh, but no, let's, I like Woods' idea. Is let's put us all on the spot, bust or flush. No, is that the was it? Was it? Oh, I thought I thought flush. You know, I'm not good on this. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's bust or flush. Right. But what's what's the good one? Uh, Royal Flush? Are you asking oh, I don't is he play going cards. to be good or bad? Let's just use good yes, and bad. Yes, good or bad. We'll go good or <laughs> <Okay>. bad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with bad. Woods? I'm going to say good. I, I believe that he, in that position, which he will be given, will be able to feed in players like Martial and like Rashford when he returns. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be good. We should uh, we should quickly get a bit of a Spurs transfer. News we absolutely in, should do because they are competitors for that top four. Yes, absolutely. They You've are... got an opinion on their new signing, haven't you? Would <laughs> uh, I mean, not necessarily me. Mikey's done his research on this guy. Um, I oh, need sorry, to, Mikey. Yeah, I need to. Uh, sorry, oh, what's his name again? I need to get his name up. Sorry, uh, Stephen Bergwin. Bergwin. Um, got these Dutch <laughs> players, man. I love watching you. Go, keep going. Just keep. keep I, I'll, I'll work out how to pronounce that eventually. Um, so obviously, I, I was on Twitter earlier, and it seems that Tottenham fans were like properly blowing smoke about this guy. That his numbers are ridiculous this season. Um, I had a look at his numbers, and they are very impressive in the Eredivisie. But it's that classic Eredivisie situation: Are you getting Matai Keshman or are you getting Ruud Van Nistelrooy? And we, we touched on this before the pod, and started listing off the names that come from the Eredivisie. And it generally seems at this point there's more garbage than good. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's coming up. Put it this way: Dirk Cal million. is considered like you know the, the greatest import from the Eredivisie ever. <laughs> yeah, thirty-one million pounds. Um, a 35-year-old Dirk Cow who was still tearing it up for Feyenoord, actually, like a year or so yeah, ago. Yeah, he was. He was. He was doing all right, wasn't he? <laughs> Shows the standard of that league. Uh, Van Persie goes back the... there with his silver hair also still tearing <laughs> it up. Who is the best football, footballer to ever come from Holland to, to the Premier League? Iron Robin. Is in the you can't, can't argue about his trophies, can you? He's won everything. He's won everything. And I, I guess the only thing you could argue is he didn't hang around long enough, right? Um, so, I, I mean, ultimately... In terms of the actual footballer that came from Holland to play in the Premier League, in fact, to just play in Europe in general, Iron Robin will be right up there. Um, in terms talking of talking about direct move from yeah. from from a Holland club, yes, not as in just a, an international like no, a Holland. No, no, okay, no. who would you have ahead of him? Sorry, out of Dutch players, Dennis. I, I was thinking of Burkamp, but they obviously Inter Milan. Yeah, it's, it, that would again be hard to argue that Dennis's impact. Uh, I mean, his numbers do not look great, but. You have to kind of look beyond that. It's like Eric Cantona in a way. There was there's more to the player than just the the basic numbers that people are obviously obsessed with now. Um, Van Nistelrooy was just excellent, 
But I also Story was the best striker we've probably ever had as just being a striker, just a striker. finisher. Yeah, like, he was unbelievably selfish. He, could you imagine him playing against defenders now? <laughs> it'd be it'd be horrible to play. He'd be but, flopping everywhere. Mate. Yeah, but no, but he would score buckets. He'd man. score so many. This is what I mean. Like I kind of feel that football now. Nah. He would absolutely tear it up, mate. Are you serious? VAR will have him all the time, mate. All I remember is flopping on the floor all the time. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm only joking. Oh, <laughs> but no, go on. Explain, no, explain, though. Why, why would he actually do I, better I, I just now? think that players can score a lot of goals now uh, if they take a lot of shots and get in a lot of good positions. Now, admittedly, Manchester United... If he was playing in a team like Manchester United were with the opportunities that were, they were putting on the plate for him against defenders now, I reckon he'd score an absolute boatload. If he was playing in Manchester United now, he just wouldn't see the ball. Well, but he'd have to do... I mean, my pick for it is Van Persie. Yeah. Because I love the man beyond belief. But the um, he'd have to play like... When Van Persie joined us, he literally had to score every time he touched the ball to get to get goals, you know, because he didn't, had no chances. Um, yeah. And also Tottenham have confirmed Les Celso. They have. That's their final bit of uh, Spurs business. Yeah, I they, they, they sealed that after they... Um, I've seen Spurs fans trying to say that that was a £27 million signing, but apparently that's not including the loan fee and the bonuses that will go on top of that. I think it's going to probably run in close to £50 million. Um, you got £17 million in the end. Uh, sort of £17 million Euros for, for Ericsson, who's got six months left on his deal. So that's not too bad as well. Uh, but it's, it's a complete failure to let that player get within six months of his contract ending before cashing in. That's a that's a player that ultimately... You could have got a lot more, a lot more. in the summer. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but are, are they in a better place than they were? Oh, I, I, they still don't have Kane. They're not going to have Kane for the rest of the season. Uh, they bought another winger. Spurs are a better team without Kane, though. They were when they had a better manager. <laughs> um, I like the fact they still play long ball football to Mora and Son. Yeah, and it's just not working, is it? I, I, they've just added another winger to a team that doesn't have a centre forward. Yeah. Uh, by all accounts, they are still looking to get a striker. They're looking at uh, is it uh, Pite- is it Paytech from yeah from Milan? I think Chelsea. Have, that's that's the other one. So that's the other one that Chelsea are offered. They've apparently turned that down. They don't. They're not interested in it. Even Everton are rumoured for him. Well, we got turned down by the striker that's moved to Augustine, who's gone to Leeds, apparently. He turned us down late, late, last, uh, late doors. Oh, this and we, were, we, and we, nearly, we nearly fucking tried to get Slimani Slimani, well. mate. Fuck you, me. Are they going to... If you bring in Slimani... Nah, it's not... It's done. Not, it's not Definitely thing, not apparently. happening. Uh, uh, come on. I mean, just to surmise, though, Chelsea not doing any business. May not are going to get Fernandez. Tottenham, obviously, getting in their play, but lost Ericsson. Uh, I, Tottenham aren't in this. For me, it's between Manchester United and Chelsea. Um, I said last week I fancied United. I still do fancy United to get across the line for, for fourth place. I don't. And I would make those predictions because... I feel like there could be a surprise. And those two teams that you ruled out, well, kind of ruled I, I, out a little yeah, bit, Wolves I, and Sheffield United, especially Wolves. I mean, I've learnt my lesson from last season, put it that way. Yeah. Europa League will fire up again and, and, and then... True, true. It depends on how far they go in that It does depend. And like I said yeah. at the start of January, um, if I was Wolves, I'd be going gung-ho in that competition because I think that's a legitimate... Way. I think that's a competition they can win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Right, predictions, boys and girls. A rapido. Yeah, man. So did we do Liverpool-West Ham last week? No. No. But right. I think we all know where that's going anyway. Wednesday, the 29th of January, 2020. The year 2020... 7.45 kick-off, West Ham versus Liverpool. Liverpool. Yes. Then Saturday the 1st of February, the year 2020. 
Half 12 kickoff, Leicester hosts Chelsea. Oh, that's a big Ooh. game, isn't it? <laughs> it's a massive game. Um, I think Leicester's form is obviously pretty patchy. Chelsea's form is patchy. Um, They've got Ndidi back, though, which is big for, for big. Leicester. That's kind of why their form was a bit patchy. It, that is Vardy, fair. question marks, maybe? Uh, was on the bench tonight, so I'd assume he plays. I don't know if Tammy does, and I kind of feel that if it's Batshuayi, I don't. Ooh. I think that's a big problem. Um, draw. I think this is set up for a draw as well. Is that Leicester, isn't it? Because I remember watching the home game. So yeah, I'm going to go with Leicester. We're better away from home than we are at home. That's the only reason why I think it could be a draw. No Tammy, though. No. Three o'clock kickoff. Bournemouth face Aston Villa. Fucking hell. It's a big game. It's a big one. So, uh, Bournemouth there in, in the midweek after we were absolutely scathing on the nation, like 1-3-0 or something. Yeah, didn't they, they spanked Brighton. Absolutely spanked them. Brighton aren't very good. <laughs> yeah, they're a team that are flirting with relegation as well at the moment. Um, this is a massive game for both teams, which is why I kind of felt that Villa would probably be focusing on Saturday's game as opposed to the one tonight. Um with that in mind as well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go with a draw. They have got to play tonight. Who did the Bournemouth play at the weekend in the FA Cup? They, sorry, they played they played yesterday, didn't they? So this, they played so, Arsenal. Yeah. They played Arsenal. And they kind of comprehensively beat in the end, weren't they? Um, but, I'm going yeah, Villa. Uh, I'm going to take a draw as well. I, I can't really pick too much between them. They're both very flawed. The best player on the pitch is Jack Greeley, so I'd edge towards Villa. And we've got Crystal Palace hosting Sheffield United. Sheffield United. <coughs> yes, Sheffield United in their waveform. Yep, I agree. I think Crystal Palace, they've been pretty solid. Palace well. have been solid this season, really solid. I'm st- I'm stuck they've now. won like one game in like nine or something stupid like that the wheels have fallen off because really? they're, they're quietly not doing as well as you think ah, they are okay. they started really well Southampton as well didn't they they started really well yeah they've yeah. kind of gone the opposite to Southampton in a way like, and speaking yeah. of Southampton Liverpool versus Southampton uh, poor old Southampton yeah I mean Liverpool at home isn't it Liverpool yeah, for me Liverpool, yeah. Newcastle Norwich Newcastle mm. how many times are they going to get jammy wins hey Newcastle or, or uh, point, b- by XG they're bottom and comfortably like if, if you did the points it's like it's I've got Newcastle sorry they're playing Norwich yeah oh, yeah okay. then we have big game big game big game Watford hosting Everton um, something tells me Watford will probably get a result here I, I hope it's no more than a draw Watford are the informed team they are they are Ever- the Everton's form isn't team. bad take that Liverpool game away Everton's been pretty good, right? They've been other than the yeah, disappointment. Even, obviously, even, even the disappointment of them last week, midweek. Um, we should have obviously we were comfortably winning two 0 yeah. into the ninety third minute or wherever it was. So, yeah, we, that should have been another win on the board. But Watford, they're 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 um, quite a physical team, and I think we're going to struggle with that. Draw yeah. for me. Uh, I'll, I'll take Watford. I'm going to go Watford. Then we have West Ham taking on Brighton. Hello, must win game for both teams. <laughs> This is huge, isn't it? Start of February. God. Already talking about games that really... As we've already touched on, West Ham's run of fixtures after this is, is horrible. They're getting zero points out of the two games after this, so they need something. Um, but it's Moyes, so I'm taking Brighton. <laughs> and I'm all, all aboard the uh, the Graham Potter Brighton bus, so yeah, I'm going with them as well. 
I'm going to go for Brighton as well. But you hate Brighton. Doesn't mean they, they can't win again. Okay. Half five kickoff, we're playing Wolves again. Again? I'm tired like of play this Wolves all the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm tired of this fixture, I really am. Give me Wolves. Old Trafford. A draw. Uh, I'm going to go for a win. For? Manchester United. Ooh. That's right. Ole in? Ole in. Ole in? In. Um, Fernandez debut, right? Probably. They'll just throw him straight in, surely. Hatchet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Sunday, two o'clock kickoff, Burnley host Arsenal. Okay, I want to talk about Arsenal briefly. Um, Arteta obviously picked up a, another win, his second win in eight. Um, I, I've, I've heard that basically he's turned Arsenal around into some sort of magnificent fucking machine all of a sudden. Am I right to believe that basically this, this is our Arsenal, they're back, stamps, like hammers table, they're back. Um, am I, am I, I, am I the only one that's missing something here? Am I, am I the only person that's missing something? Maybe you're looking at it as a, just a win loss draw thing. Um, is that you're not, not watching them on the eye, when you're not actually seeing them on the eye. The actual, the actual, the way they they're playing, the, the way they're structured, the way they're set up, the way they press. Yeah. They look a lot more just like a. They're actually like cohesion amongst the team. Fair enough. Um, I mean, let's like, not like forget port- they were utter garbage under Emery. I mean, they weren't bad. They were garbage. True. Um, Called like it fa- from the beginning. <laughs> the fact that they, they they've improved on what Emery had. <sighs> I, d- I don't know. And I, look, I've, I, I, I'm, I've already said about Arteta. The, the, the five months he's got here, uh, they're a free roll, right? Go find um, the players that are going to be part of this team and the players that are not, uh, which is obviously why uh, Sabalos has found himself completely out of contention because he's on loan and I don't give a fuck about that guy uh, because I'm more interested in seeing what the players that are here and are here long term are going to be able to do for me next season. Um Burnley are a horrible team to play against. They're going to be really physical. If they're playing that young team, I think Burnley might pick them off. Mate, Wood is going to have a field day. Mm. And the problem is, uh, as as much as I heap praise on Arteta and Arsenal, they've still got that uh, same old defence. <laughs> so, Bellerin has made a difference, but uh, the, whoever they're playing in the centre-back is not going to be good enough. So, yeah, they might struggle against the likes of Chris Wood, but I, I, I'm going to go for a draw. Woods? Uh, Burnley. Yeah, I'm going Burnley. Um, and then we have big game half four kickoff Sunday Tottenham Hotspur hosting Manchester City I hope Spurs are looking forward to this one because this is going to be another Mourinho masterclass where he's going to basically sit everyone behind the ball you know playing the Tottenham way and all that garbage enjoy this this is what you sign up for Um, (laughs) I'm going to take City because they will win (laughs) Very, very concise. I like Pe- that. Pe- Pep's got a pretty good record against Mourinho, hasn't he? It's not bad. Yeah, he, I think he enjoys playing him. Yeah, I think. And I think. It's, it, I think he probably enjoys it even more the fact that he knows it gets under his skin. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, then winners and losers and chumps and all that stuff. Lee, fire me a winner. That's a hard one. Why wouldn't you come to me for a chump? I come to you one. for a chump. That, that's Jurgen Klopp. Wow. Trust the toffee to put the boot in there, mate. <laughs> as, I, as I kind of briefly mentioned, you know, we, we all love Klopp. He's a great guy, yeah? But now, now's our chance to, like, you know, dig him out a little bit. So that's what I'm going to do. As I said earlier, you're a knobhead. You're a knobhead. <laughs> Lovely. Words, what loser, what loser for you? Jurgen Klopp, because he's a dickhead, uh, 
I, I, yeah, it's Jurgen Klopp. I, I was genuinely a little bit stunned by the fact that he literally walked off the pitch and then just got a microphone and basically told everyone that I do not give a crap about this competition. Personally, I couldn't care less. Um, it, it was a bit shocking. Arrogance. Fair enough. Fair enough. My, my, my loser is going to be David Moyes. <laughs> it's, it's a good shout. Because it's David Moyes, quite frankly. It's David Moyes. Um, my winner is Jurgen Klopp. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I said to you guys many, many shows ago that controversy creates cash. Yeah? <laughs> I love it when things happen in football that slightly go outside the laws and the rules of the game. I love a red card. I love a fight. I love a bad tackle. I love corruption. I love bungs. I love dodgy dealings. I love all that horrible, shady bastardry of football. So you like FIFA? No, but it was hilarious, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't interesting. <laughs> it was right? interesting. It was a story. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah? I'll give that, you that is the world of football, right? Which, yes, yeah, sometimes I sit and I hate it. I absolutely despise it. But the pageantry of it all. What we have to remember is, is that in the old days, you used to get the, the game that was on the pitch, and then you'd get the violence happening outside the, in the grounds, in the, in the stands and outside, right? They were the two things that people cared about, yeah? Nowadays, we have what's going on in the pitch, and then the pageantry is because the, the violence has obviously died down these days. It's not quite as, it's not like the hooliganism of the 80s and things like that. So instead, now we have the fucking craziness of everything that comes with it, right? Because Sky Football wanted all this fucking money for the Premier League, right? They basically, this is what the Sky are to blame for a lot of this, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. There's so much money in it now that they can't control it. It's like a fucking living, breathing entity which they have no control over. And it gives me great pleasure to see this all just fucking blow up in everyone's faces. Yeah? I fucking... I, it amuses me. And Klopp just coming out and basically going, fuck this. I, I hope he takes I, I, I hope I, he takes a giant shiny shit on the trophy if he wins it. Fair. Just gets, pulls down his trousers, unfurls a massive steamer on the cup... One finger up at the fucking, the box, yeah? Very, See you later, bro. Very quick question. Growing up as a kid, did you not love the FA Cup? Um, or everything I said is complete bollocks, by the way. <laughs> right. Well, I've, I've come in, mate. I've had a little bite on your, whatever your nonsense you're spouting. The bait. He laid the bait knowing that Lee Woods was got bite. so bored, mate, he started looking at the picture of his castle behind him, mate, thinking I'll be living there soon. <laughs> Look. Look, we're, near the, we're at the end of the show. I, I need to have one time where I do that thing where I talk for ages. You, you go and have a little ramble. Yeah. yeah. I, to tell the truth, I can't think of a, of, of a winner. So. <laughs> um, my, my winner is going to be Slavin Billage just because of the fact that he's back there. That's a good one, mate. That's, that's I'll, take, I'll, I'll take Slavin. Slavin Billage is a that's great That's literally two fingers to Golden Sullivan. What, what were you going to ask me? What, how, you know, what did the FA Cup mean to you as a kid? Because literally, he's just dicking on the competition. Oh, mate, more, the FA know. Cup, that, what, as, what as that means said, to Mikey as a kid was basically Lee Collard's bragging rights for 25 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. As you said, money has ruined football. My first memory of football, of me really I know, I know fucking caring. I know what this is. Man United, Chelsea, yeah. FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah same here. Funny, funny enough, Dimitri it's Kari exactly the same here, mate, as well. It's the first football match that I remember vividly yeah. seeing. Yeah. Mm. I remember it. And, like, and then, obviously, we had the 95-96 Cantona with a volley in that terrible game, you know, against Liverpool. That was, for me, that, that moment, I watched that goal over and over again. I had a fucking poster of that goal on my wall. I fucking, you know what I mean? It meant everything as a kid to me. I've got the wrong Winning loser. that cup. Because when I was... When I was a kid, 
bear in mind, when I was growing up, we were playing Rota Volgrad in the fucking European Cup. Do you know what I mean? Like, who the fuck, is, who cares about this? I don't care about this. And it, that was for teams like Barcelona with Romario to win. It wasn't for teams like Man United somehow to win. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So... Yeah, the FA Cup for me was it was it was really fucking important. I remember well, still to this day, I remember sitting down watching the Middlesbrough Chelsea Cup get cup final of Di Matteo's fucking forty seven second goal, you know? They're, those memories are very strong in my brain. They're very, very strong. I, I just realised that the real loser is Chelsea's football shirts for the foreseeable. I don't know if you saw that. Three G? Three? Three yeah. Three UK. That's going to look fucking horrible. Oh, isn't it Northern? Isn't it Ireland? Republic of Ireland have had yeah, three on their shirts. Yeah, they look garbage. I'm hoping that they're going to change the logo. Um, oh Just change God. their entire branding because Chelsea fans don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, Chevrolet, did Chevrolet change their logo? No, they fucking didn't. And we've had a gold fucking shit on our shirts for years. You're going to want a winner. Um, I ain't got one for you. FA Cup is a pretty... Pretty dry to pick a winner. Matt Schwey, uh, didn't he score a goal? He did, but I mean... I've got my winner now, by the way. Go on. George Mendes. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, for making money for doing the nothing. Puppet, exactly. The puppet master is basically playing that. He's like, <laughs> oh, by the way, Manchester United, Barcelona are interested in this player. Oh, well, that means he must be good if Barcelona are interested. Throw the money in. He's not even his agent. That's the thing that <laughs> I love about it. He's getting money for this. Yeah, they fell for that hook, line, He's just singer, rocked in and just gone, basically, I'll, I'll broker I'll this. I'll broker this. With his Why is it taking air. so long here? Come on, let me get involved now. <laughs> For fuck's sake. And it's, it's like, you know when you're a kid and your parents are arguing and you kind of you, you, you want them to go in the same room so they'll talk to each other it's basically all he's done it's all he's done it's just like he's a mediator he's really. Ross when, when, when Monica and Chandler are, are going to move in together and he's like you know what's, the, what's I hear about this you fighting you know it's like isn't oh, that just silly isn't that just silly um, I am yeah, torn George between two um, although I did suggest that he should wait till the summer Christian Eriksen is about to actually see some silverware at the end of the season because he's going to get the Scudetto because Conte as I said at the start of the season is going to win uh, Syria because Sari ain't winning it um, and he's also doing that while earning £320,000 a week so uh, the getting's good there but um, the surprise today as I already mentioned in the pod um, Alexis Sanchez has had an olive branch for his Manchester United career who saw that coming? So that you know, Sanchez. G- g- good for yeah. Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> He's got earning four hundred grand a week, hasn't he? So I, love, I love Alexis Sanchez, mate. People call him a mercenary. I don't. Just uh, just quickly, Woods, on your on yeah. your little Italian roundup there. You know, you are aware that Inter are actually struggling at the moment, aren't you? Fine, mate. You, you, look, <laughs> they, they've literally just basically bought. Actually, I've got an assist at the weekend, right? Yeah. So, so that's already happening. Um, and now they've got Ericsson pulling the strings in there. Like I said, <laughs> Christian Ericsson is very much a luxury player. And I kind of like... Maybe in a team seemingly full of luxury players. Because kind of like I've got this idea that Conte doesn't really like luxury. Well, there is that as well. Uh, he's going to be like, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, suffering without the ball was what he, he liked to say about... It's like when Mourinho got, had Hazard. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you're not really going to get the best out of him here, are you? Um, well, on that note, let's wrap it up. Wrap up another show. We'll see you guys in February. Because you see right there. now, you see, it's the end of January. And when the next show comes around, it's going to be You've got me thinking briefly there as well. What, February? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, February. The year of Lee Collard's birth. Exactly. How old are you going to be? 34. 34. Twilight of my footballing career now. Yeah. Unsigned for the last five years. Still looking for a club. You know, I'm still out there if anyone wants me. Yeah, it's solid right back. 
Yeah, think of me as like the Ashley Young of the Sunday League. You know, I'm 34. I you know, can I can still that. do it. Ashley Young, yeah, I I can see that. You might have to retrieve him from someone's pocket, though. That's the only issue before you sign him. Um, <laughs> let's move on and close this show. <laughs> um, yes, thank you for listening. We have, of course, a part of two halves. We have social media profiles. Woods has been on it recently. I've enjoyed it a great deal because my phone just didn't stop going off because you get likes and tweets and retweets and replies. Um, what was the name? Well, there's a Twitter account, Condamnation or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Put us on a list of people to follow. I, you know what? He's actually a good person to talk to because as far as like engaging with people on Twitter, it can be a bit like you say something and then just get called a nonce. Uh, but this guy... <laughs> 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 but this guy at least will kind of converse and uh, he's uh, he's a Liverpool fan uh, but um, still and he listens to the show respect to him does yes. he actually listen to the show that's <laughs> well, oh. a good question he might just follow our Twitter account but if he does listen to the show fair play and we have basically been paddling the narrative and the propaganda for a week we did say uh, respect mad respect to Liverpool what a football club they are they're the best run football club and admittedly we have shit all over Jurgen Klopp today but I feel rightly so I think we are just. I, said, I had to seize my moment because Liverpool have been like just too good. Well, look, we're an hour and ten in. Good, good work, time masters. Yeah, I said we had time to spare, mate. This is our ten minute leeway. Fair enough. Okay, you can find us everywhere: social media, etc., etc. Go in the archives, dig up the show from the World Cup. Yeah, that's a good one. The World yeah. Cup review is good. It was I a better time. World Cup. <laughs> it was the blurst of times. <laughs> Yeah, I think I need a new. Now that you guys you know, have told me that I don't have a catchphrase anymore, right? I need a, I need a way to sign off. It's like nobody said week. you didn't have a catchphrase. You had one, and then you you just decided to stop. Well, it's using not, it. but you thought it was the bears one. Well, yeah, that become your new catchphrase. Yeah, okay, yeah. I need I need a cool sign off. Well, we usually just do our multilingo goodbye. What do you say? Arrivederci. What do you say? Adios. Goodbye. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.